This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome to your weekend, everybody. We're about halfway home in the NFL season, and we have lots of games to talk about in Week 9, plus a good, co- a good college slate, which features the return of the Pac-12. It is Mike North and Carmen DeFalco, and we are the Odds Couple. Back with you again on this Friday night. We're presented, as always, by PropSwa. Mikey, how you feeling? I'm feeling great, Carm. I'll tell you what, it was a mixed bag last week. Uh, two and three with my best bets. Well, I got screwed over by the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, you can take him if you want him. I don't know. I, I'd rather have a Joe Burrow who's in his first year. Uh, but the kid can run. I understand that. Uh, but also Penn State, uh, we lost by a point. But I uh, came back, and I want everybody. I told Carmen last week that I would tag him with an odds couple pick for Sunday. I didn't make a pick. The Sunday before, this past Sunday, I took the Bears 27-25 in. That was the over also. So we did okay. I thought the Bears would win the game. It didn't work out that way, which is a shame because I still think they got this guy. They got bigger problems this week. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, what do we think about this week, Mike? They go down to Tennessee. Uh, weird trend in this uh, series here. Going back to when the Titans left Houston. So you go back to 98. Uh, the road team has won the last five games in this series between the Bears and the Titans. But, you know, I kind of think this is not a bad spot for the Bears. Normally they're a little bit better as an underdog anyway. They're getting about six points. And you're catching the Titans in a weird spot here. Now, granted, they lost last week, which doesn't do the Bears any favors. But this is a non-conference game. And then their next three are against the Colts, the Ravens, and then the Colts again. So huge division-slash-conference games with major implications you know, maybe the Bears catch them a little flat-footed this weekend. I didn't know six and a half we'd be getting that many points, yeah. to be honest with you. If you would have told me that two weeks ago, I would have jumped on it, you know? Right. But now we're asking questions. Are the real Bears going to show up? Is the offense going to get anything going? I mean, are we going to get a running uh, game going? Tannehill, uh, will he spark a Tennessee team? Uh, you know, they got a great offense, but they got a defense that can be exploited. Absolutely. If Nick Foles does not have a big game here... Uh, then we really got problems, in my opinion, because, but then I saw the spread at six and a half. I would lean Tennessee, but I would never play this game. Bebe told me the other day, my lovely wife, she goes, you and Carmen stayed away from the Bears for the most part this year. I go, what is it? It hasn't comped out. And really, when I look at what the Bears have done, if you pick the Bears every game, Right now, you'd be winning. Mm -hmm. If you didn't bet anything else, you'd be winning. So I'm not going to doubt that they can cover the game or even win the game. I just didn't get a good read on it except for a a slight lean towards Tennessee. I like what you said about Foles finally having a game. I mean, this is is not a Tennessee defense, uh, Mike, that is at imposing right now. You're right. They only have seven sacks on the season, just seven in the seven games they've played. If you can't protect your quarterback, and I know there are all, there's all kinds of mess, man, with the COVID and injuries and everything else on that O-line, and they're, they're piecing, piecing it together week by week, but if you can't formulate something to protect Nick Foles a little bit here and maybe run the ball a little bit, it just speaks to the bigger problems about well, this team and this offense. Me. Yeah. The six and a half bothers me. Now tell everybody this. You know what the Bears, were, the, the media and everybody's leaning on? And and we know it's no mystery. The offensive line is in tatters. But I'm sorry. The Bengals missed three offensive linemen last week. 
Okay. And won the game. And won the game. And the other offensive lineman, the fourth guy, played intermediately. Played every other down, took them off the field. So, really, there were times they had four offensive linemen gone. Mm. Okay? So, I don't want to hear about the Bears have an offensive lineman gone because I just saw a rookie quarterback get it done. It's a good point. The Chiefs were banged up a few weeks ago on the offensive line. They went into the right. play Buffalo. They rushed for 200 yards. How many great offensive lines really are there, folks? I understand the Bears are getting um, given that excuse. And what the hell was Trubisky? Has anybody, please, just God, Lord, help me. I'm on, I'm on bended knee. What was he doing in the game? For the one play, it makes anyway. no sense. It's it's silliness. You bring him in, you know exactly. You're not fooling anybody with that. He's not Taysom Hill. It was silly. You got the kid hurt. His shoulders busted up. He's dated. He's week to week now. Uh, like Yurko said on our show, if if he's Trubisky, he's shutting it down. And that's not to be a bad teammate, but he's thinking about his future. Trubisky's done here. A leader, a gentleman, a guy that always takes responsibility, and they put him in for a play. When they tell you the week, basically the week before, they're moving on. Right. It's unbelievable. And how hurt is he? And you're right. I don't blame what Yurko said. Absolutely true. But they've mishandled this whole situation. And if they lose this game, okay, we were, I don't care what the scenario was, we were 3-0 with Trubisky as a starter. He didn't get a chance to finish the Atlanta game, and he could have maybe brought him back because he brought him back from 16 down the week before. So this has been a Matt Nagy production. Yeah. And if the arrow continues to point down, you got to look at a guy and say, you switch quarterbacks yeah. when you were 3-0. and Well, I got to admit with you, or agree with you on one thing here. This is a total Matt Nagy production. And had it not been for COVID, Trubisky would have never started the season. And I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong, but the problem here is, Mike, is that he's got his quarterback now and it still looks awful. The offense still looks awful. You know what sounds terrible? That the guy's got eight touchdowns, seven interceptions, he's two and three as a starter. And you're saying, thank God for COVID, or I'm saying, thank God for COVID that we had a, a quarterback yeah. that can escape a rush because this kid's a statue. Yeah, he's this a statue. This kid is a statue. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. He's a statue back there. They got all kinds of issue, issues. Uh, protecting the quarterback, doing really anything offensively. We shall see as the Bears go to the mm-hmm. Titans uh, in week number nine here. The look-ahead line, just for everybody's edification, has them as about a one-and-a-half-point favorite for their Week 10 matchup a week from Monday against the Vikings. The Bears Can the we Vikings. just get this game out of the yeah, way, right. Please. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Speaking of those Vikings, you know they had a nice win last week against yeah. the Packers on the road. Dalvin Cook was phenomenal. I mean, he's the story of the game. Uh, this guy, I'll tell you, Mike, he's got a touchdown in nine of his last ten games going back to last year. He scored a touchdown in all six games this season, four of them, of course, last week. I mean, if the formula is not obvious to uh, to the Minnesota Vikings, and, and I suppose it is, the formula is pretty obvious. Don't let Kirk Cousins hurt you. They got to run the ball, run the hell out of it. They're laying four against the Lions at home. Not really a game I'm too interested in, I'll be honest, no. other than some division implications. Got not no a game got to play. It. Yeah, not much. But, like, the Vikings need to figure out here, we just got to run Madison uh, and, and Cook and not let Kirk Cousins kill our chances of winning. Now, the one game you took Minnesota in, it was a late scratch on a Saturday where Cook didn't play. Right. And then I told everybody last week, and I remember it like it was last week, okay? I said, 
Kirk Cousins cannot carry the Minnesota Vikings by himself. No. He's not an Aaron Rodgers type. Yeah. Okay, he needs his tools. And where what and Carm, what did Carm just tell you, folks? He had a, one of the best running backs in the NFL with him, which makes them ultra dangerous now. And you give Zimmerman a chance, and the defense will get better. They're still breathing. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a weird team because I feel like uh, despite their record and, and their defense not being nearly as good, if they play smart and if Cook yep. and Madison can stay healthy. Like, healthy. Yeah, they, they're, they're, they could be a sneaky team for, for uh, opponents. You know, look, look, the Bears got to play them next Monday night. Like, you got to be careful, believe it or not, I think, with the Vikings. The Lions are still the Lions. I mean, they took another early lead last week. That thing went to crap Wait, early. wait, you said we got to be careful with the Vikings, and I respect you for saying that. But it's the Bears in this situation now. We got to be careful of everybody. We got to yeah, win this game right. because what what happens now if Foles has a crap the bed game? I, now what? I, and we a, got Bray as a backup, and they they risked our second stringer for one play. Well, one really, play. What if Foles gets hurt and Bray's got to play? You're right. You you put Mitch in for one silly running play that wasn't going to fool anybody. And best what, folks? I'm telling you right now. I, there's going to be five or six teams, some looking for a starter, like the Jets, mm. the Giants. You want me to go on? There's more. New England that are going to look really hard at Mitchell Trubisky, what? and he could be the next Ryan Tannehill. I mean, is Dan- well, he could be. I yep. mean, is Daniel Jones a, a Mitch uh, East Coast or what? I mean, like that was the money. Daniel game. Jones isn't as good as Mitch. He doesn't have his – look at Mitch's line, his career line. Two touchdowns and one interceptions. A Darnold's not Mitch. A Cam Newton's going to be gone. New England. Well, you know who's going to go to New England. I mean, what if Jimmy G goes back to New England? A lot of people think Jimmy G. Well, G's then San Francisco might look at Trubisky. Trubisky. If anybody thinks a twenty-five-year-old, sixty-three percent passer with fifty-two touchdowns, twenty-nine interceptions, and with and with the Bears doing that at an eighty-five quarterback rating is dead in in the NFL. But They're no, crazy, but and for the but, but that's a backup. Those are backup numbers, aren't they? Not really. Not not for the Bears. Well, I mean, Nick Foles' numbers right now are backup numbers. <laughs> they are. They if sure you are. want to know the truth, <laughs> and they took a backup and said, "We're going to make you a star." Oh, no, because he, he had the one game. He had the MVP. That's his one, and we give him credit, all the credit in the world. But to be on five teams in nine years yeah, I know. tells Journeyman. you another story. Yep, it does. That's true. When we come back, we're going to talk to our buddy Luke Pergandy. Ooh. That's our guy, Luke Pergandy from Prom Swap. Boy, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. Oh, I mean, yeah. The MVP race far from over uh, and maybe just really heating up in the NFL. So we'll talk to him about the tickets that are up. I just saw an Aaron Rodgers tickets that uh, that's up. Ooh. I mean, look at the way Rodgers. Rogers is playing. They were skyrocketing last oh, night. Oh, my God. I bet. I mean, really. So we'll talk to Luke about all that fun stuff. It's Breeders' Cup weekend at Keeneland, Mike. We're going to talk to Jimmy Miller. Jimmy! That's right. He'll give us some hot plays for the weekend. Mike and I have our best plays. Lots more in Week 9 plus the college slate. So don't go anywhere. We're just getting warmed up, everybody. It's the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple. It's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. 
Make sure uh, if you ever miss anything, download the app so you can catch up on the podcast. We've got the Encore replay tomorrow. We're presented, as always, by the great folks at PropSwap. PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells its sports bets. And we got our guy, Mikey, Luke Pergandy from PropSwap. Luke, how are you? PropSwap. What's up, Gar? What's up, Mike? Oh, my God. Everything's good. Uh, A few things I want to talk about. We'll get into NFL MVP, but I actually want to start with the Heisman because the news came down this week, early this week, that... The odds have been readjusted because Trevor Lawrence missed last week's game. He will miss Saturday night's game in South Bend against the Irish. So Mac Jones is now the favorite. My question to you is, does it make any sense to maybe for the first time in a long time buy a little low on Trevor Lawrence? If he does come back next week, could he still win the Heisman Trophy? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a two-pony race. Um, You know, they almost lost to Boston College last week. To Clemson, so I realized that Trevor didn't play in that game. But my goodness, if they drop to Notre Dame, you know, tomorrow night, that's uh, I don't even care if Trevor's not playing. I, I think that's just not going to be good for his candidacy. But it's it's a two pony race: Mac Jones of Alabama or Trevor of Clemson. And if he sits two games, yeah, I think Mac Jones has the edge. And you guys yeah. sold the Mac Jones ticket, right? We've, we've sold been selling tons of Mac Jones tickets. We have a ticket up there right now. It's odds of plus one forty five. It costs you six hundred bucks, and it pays fifteen hundred. I, in my opinion, like that seems like a lock. Obviously, barring injury risk, Mm. um, I I don't see how Trevor misses two games and and they still give him it. Good stuff. Well, you know what I said last week is him not playing was winning him the Heisman. Okay, because like you said, they're struggling against BC. If they lose tomorrow against Notre Dame, fine. Now, I understand the Alabama quarterback. That's an every year thing. No matter who the Alabama quarterback is, if he can complete 60% of the passes. But yeah. people wholesale panic, Luke, with this Trevor Lawrence thing. Are there some people holding out? Because like I said, Clemson looks like the greatest team in pro football history when he's in. When he's out, <laughs> they look average. Yeah. No, yeah, that, that's a really fair argument. I think it comes down to, will the voters say we can give a guy the Heisman who hasn't played a full season? Mm-hmm. Like I, to my knowledge, I don't think that's happened. I think you have to play, and certainly to miss two games. Obviously, it's a COVID season, so perhaps throw the, the mm-hmm. uh, historical evidence out the window. But, um, yeah, I, I think you got to play a full season, but you know, maybe I'm wrong. I want to do this live on the air with you guys. I'm wondering if I should buy a ticket right now. Uh, I'm at PropSwap.com. Aaron Rodgers, there's a ticket I'm looking at right now, Aaron Rodgers, to win the MVP award. It cost me 100 bucks. It's at 7 you know, about 7 to 1. You collect 825 I mean, while it looked like uh, Russell Wilson early, and I, not that Russell Wilson's done a whole lot to, uh, to take anything away yeah, from this can Right, to lose it, and he's the favorite, but is there Unless some value? Unless lose uh, to Buffalo. Well, that, but, I mean, is there some value there mm-hmm. right now in uh, Aaron Rodgers? And worse comes to worse, like Mike said, if they do lose the Buffalo, then it makes it even better. I just post that ticket again. Favorites. That's right. What do you think, Luke? Yeah. No, they, they could lose the Buffalo. I like the Bills a lot this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at FanDuel. They have Aaron Rodgers at 5-1. to one. So we have the best odds in the country right now on Mm -hmm. on Aaron Rodgers. But real quick, Um, Tom Brady beat him. Where's Brady? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, Brady Brady made him look like a stepchild. Seriously, in that game, he did. Uh, Yeah, so Brady's twelve to one. 
Um, you know, I think that loss to our Bears. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, that, kind of yeah, that didn't behind. help much. You're right. No, <laughs> not knowing the downs <laughs> and forget <laughs> and, and, and forgetting the down and distance. That was uh, that's not going to help. That was MVP a senior moment, believe me. <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that's exactly what that was. <laughs> oh he, yeah, you got to admit though, he's been awfully good. I mean, my, that game aside, you know, I mean, if you look at everything post Week One, where he was a little sloppy through Pick Six, they lost in New Orleans, they get a shot of redemption this weekend. I think he's only got two picks uh, since Week One, so yeah, he's in that mix. No, man. he has. I'm telling you, he is in the mix. I, you know, and then let's we haven't even talked about Mahomes. I know, you know like, yeah. <laughs> Who's, who's still having an incredible he's year? Yesterday's news. Uh, yeah, right. He's yesterday. He's old news. <laughs> I know it's that's no, but we we joke, but like we we talk about this all the time. The ability to repeat as an award winner, mm-hmm. you have to have an incredible yeah, season to true. win that award again. It's it becomes more difficult as you win, which doesn't make sense. Which Lamar Jackson will not player. have this year. Exactly. He will not ever repeat season. No. That's right. Absolutely. Exactly. Not. Yeah. Certainly with the loss last week. If he would have beaten the Steelers, I think he was still in the mix. But uh, I think it's now a, a four pony race between Mahomes, uh, Brady, a distant four, um, Rogers, and, and Russ. All right. Well, I bought a Rogers ticket, so there Good we go. For you. I bought, and I'm going to see. And let's see how this weekend plays out. And that's the great thing about the site, as Luke always says. I mean, post, repost these tickets during yep. games. Right. I mean, post, post again two weeks. And, Absolutely. And look on Twitter, folks, because uh, Luke puts up some cool stuff up there. Yeah. People that are just making money. Last thing before we let you go. Next week's going to be fun. We got Masters. Uh, it'll be great. I'm assuming uh, once we do get there. But is there already stuff being bought and sold for the Masters next week, Luke? Oh, tons. Tons. Yeah, we've already this week. Golf has been our most popular sport, uh, and we're not even you know play hasn't even started until next Thursday. So yeah, Masters is is huge. Again, just you know convincing someone to sell their Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl ticket they've been riding for six months much mm. more difficult than mm. convincing someone to sell their Dustin Johnson ticket they bought on Wednesday and right. sell it again on Saturday. Just the the volume is is just off the charts for golf. I, I was joking. If we had presidential election betting on props oh. off on Tuesday night, God, that would have been the biggest night in props off history. We would have done a million bucks. Unreal. Yeah, but you might you might have to wait six months for that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, we we thought we'd know by today. We're oh oh yeah, until December. That is exactly. That, that is unreal. Luke, we'll talk to you next Thanks, weekend. Luke. Have a great weekend, buddy. There's Luke, Luke Burgandy, Chicago guy. Yeah, I just, oh, yeah. I bought that ticket. I, I like the logic in this you. one. And, you know, the Brady one's an interesting to Like, if they win this weekend, I mean, you know, maybe he you buy it up, now. Rodgers went up against Brady, and Brady made him look like a child. I know. He did. Maybe you buy that, that Brady ticket now. They get New Orleans at home this week trying to avenge uh, a first I mean, head-to-head's important loss. to me. I've never yeah. understood that. Head-to-head doesn't mean anything. I mean, with the college football polls, well, they had one loss. Yeah, but they lost to the team that's behind them. They, it don't mean anything as, mm. it, as it used to. Brady beat Rodgers, but then you're right. Rodgers ended up, you know, crapping to bed against the Bears. Yeah, uh, Brady. Yeah, and yeah. not knowing the downs. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and you know what's funny? What was scary about that? He put the four up. He goes, how many downs are there? Hmm. I said four. Four. I see, he's on fourth. I, I was agreeing with him. <laughs> <laughs> the Bears caught them at a good time. That's all I'm going to yeah, say. They, they, were, they were beat half to hell. It was a short yep. week. They really caught them. And now Antonio Brown plays this weekend. I mean, speaking of that game, we could touch on it. That's the Sunday night game. A.B. gets another shot here. 
Uh, that's how desperate they were with some of the injuries to the receiving core. They're going to take a chance on this. They're about a four-point favorite, total of 50-and-a-half. That's what you'd expect for these two teams in Tampa this weekend. Yeah, you know what? I mean, Antonio Brown, he's got to be on zero tolerance. Got to be. One wrong move, you're gone. I mean, everything's going well for this team. There's no doubt Brady put himself on the line for this. This reminds me, I'm going to just say it, this is the uh, uh, Dennis Rodman Mm. situation of the of the uh, NBA back in the day when Jordan and Pippen gave their okay. They took a chance. Krause called it, got Rodman. Everything worked out. That's what Tampa Bay's hoping for, for Antonio Brown. Because Antonio Brown is as insane, really, folks, as Dennis was back in the day. It's pretty wild, man, the way yeah. the last year or so has yeah. been for him. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. So, um, you know, I think I like Tampa. But I, I, but I wouldn't play the game. I'm not playing the game either. I'm with no. Mike. This is not a game I'm going to play. You know, if this gets down to the field goal, I might think. Yeah, I, I can't see myself playing it if no. I was going to tell anybody. Maybe if it could get bet down to a field goal, I don't think it will. But, yeah, if, uh, I, I might lean a little bit towards the Bucks, but just one to sit back and watch on I Sunday mean, it's night. a five-point spread, folks. Uh, Drew Brees is getting five field goal game. You cover. I mean, so, you know, you're taking a chance. That's one of the – the five numbers have always been bothersome to me. I know. Why exactly. not? Four and a half. Why not six? You know what I mean? Five, five and a half. I hate those. Oh, yeah. I agree with you on that. Uh, The Chiefs, we mentioned Mahomes. How about the Chiefs? They're laying a big number here again. They're making a habit out of this. And why not when they're as good as they are? They're laying ten and a half against the Panthers. Interesting thing for me, though, in this game. First of all, it's a non-conference game, obviously, and the Chiefs have their bye next week. Now Chris Jones is uh, in the COVID protocol. That makes things interesting for this week. And Mike and I talk about it all the time. Teddy Bridgewater as an underdog is really something to marvel. 21 and 5 against the number as a dog and even more impressive 16 and 2 when taking points on the road. It's just phenomenal and since 2010, NFL teams are just 144, 153 and 7 against the spread when they lay double digits. I kind of have a small feeling on the Panthers getting those 10 and a half this yeah, week. Yeah, I like the way that they uh you know, rules done a decent job. He has. I mean, you know, he's done a pretty damn good job. I mean, and, and you're getting 10 and a half points. Uh, 53 is the over-under. If they're going to give him a challenge and they're going to cover, uh, Kansas City, I think, is at the point where against teams like this, they feel like they could turn it on and turn it off at certain times. And 10 and a half is a lot of points. So I'd lean mm-hmm. Carolina. We got lean. some great college football this oh. weekend, too. Mike and I are going to talk about some of that next, including the big Notre Dame Clemson tilt. Oh, they're going to have a, the time oh, of their the life. Oh. oh, the Irish. I'm going to get a haircut. <laughs> the luck of the Irish. No Trevor yes. Lawrence. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco. We're the odds couple. This is the odds couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Back inside the Odds Couple, it's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. Hit us up on Twitter. Mike's at North to North. That's the number two. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. We're with each and every Friday. And then the Encore replay on Saturday. Our guy Jimmy Miller in just a little bit. Jimmy! Yeah, he's got some ponies. Breeders' Cup action at Keeneland uh, all day today, all day tomorrow. So Jimmy's going to handicap those big races, including the Classic, uh, some good college football. The Pac-12 returns. And 
Mike and I never like uh, 11 o'clock local oh, time. God. Uh, how about a 9 o'clock local time kick uh, in San, in L.A., excuse me, this weekend? It'll be 11 o'clock our time, 9 in the morning, and USC and Arizona State will be playing football because they yeah. want to get it in the early window since it's their first game. Uh, what is that game going to look like? Can you imagine playing football at 9 a.m., Mike? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah, in a touch football league, I used to play on Sundays. But <laughs> 9 o'clock in the morning oh my God. is reserved for touch football at Lincoln Park, Pottawatomie yeah. Park, any park you wanted. Man, here's the deal. It's an 11-point spread. Right. They're both 0-0. Zero zero. Yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 is Reggie Bush back with USC? But, but then I, I graded this, and I hate these 11 o'clock games. Oh, God. But I got a pick for this game, folks. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I mean, and, and you want to know? So I don't know. Matt Leinert's in the studio. Reggie Bush is over there in the studio. They're, they're not in the, the studio. studio. They, not this week. They COVID protocol. They got fill-ins for this week. Oh yeah, and I'll tell you what. The nine o'clock game. There's going to be guys straggling in at three oh, o'clock. Oh my god! Come I mean, on. Furman's Furman's tip with me and York earlier today was he likes the first half under because he thinks it'll be people. They're sleepy. You know, it's like when the Hawks play the. You know, you get late in the year, Mike. You know, and they put the the primetime game on Sunday, like in late March, early right, April, right. and they play the Boston Bruins and the puck drops at 1130. I've yeah. been to those games. You could the, the place is half asleep. Yeah. It's too early. I can't and imagine. And half the players were swinging from chandeliers six hours Exactly. Before. I Come mean, on. it's like everybody's still sleeping. <laughs> Clemson, Notre Dame this weekend. I mean, this is, uh, it's a marquee game. I, I mean, even without Trevor Lawrence, I think it's a big game, obviously. With him, it would have been a lot different. Notre Dame is still uh, an underdog, even with Trevor Lawrence being hurt. This is the first time in about a full calendar year that the Irish have been a dog. They've laid points in 11 straight. Um, no Trevor Lawrence. Tigers also without two key defensive players, probably their two best defensive players, and James Skalski and Tyler Davis, uh, their big defensive linemen. So what do you think? Notre Dame getting the five. Big spot well, for first, them. Can they respond? I'd have to take the under in this game. I don't even know what it is. 50 but... and a half. Oh, boy. I'd My kinda, God. You know, is Ian Book going to have a day? I don't know, Mike. That's the thing. Like, See, because you know what? Whether Trevor Lawrence is playing or not, it's about Ian Book. I know. And, and it's about, look, it, they're still favored, Clemson. And you know what? I don't care who it was. When we used to play on the Sandlot, if we found out the other guy's big guy, the other team's big guy wasn't playing, we usually won. And Notre Dame is you. And now we're going to the ultimate Sandlot, college football. And they're missing Trevor Lawrence. I know. And Boston College gave him a game. But don't forget, Notre Dame is unpredictable. They're right now one of the not as good teams for their record that I've seen. I, I really don't believe in them. Hmm. Do you? Um, that's, a tr- that's a weird are question. Are they undefeated? I, they or, are. Okay. Do, do they- How are they? And they're playing at South Bend. Right? Yes. And? Trevor Lawrence isn't playing. I know. Why are they still a five-point well, I'm just saying. And well, because Clemson's that, Clemson. I think Clemson's that, got that defense. Clemson's got better probably athletes. Well, you got the best athlete on the field is Travis Etienne for right. Clemson, regardless. You're right so about that. So this is a game I'd stay away from, folks. Me too. You know but what? you'll watch it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Saturday night. You know where I think there could be some value? A team coming off a very disappointing uh, weekend last weekend. It's Michigan, Mike. If Michigan didn't lose to Michigan State, there's no way they go to Indiana and lay just a field goal. Now, the Hoosiers are off to a nice start. Best start in forever, 2-0, uh, straight up and against the number. But Mike and I told everybody this a couple weeks ago when the Big Ten came back. 
it's not the Minnesotas or the Indianas that do it to Michigan. It's the yeah. it's it's Michigan State. It's Ohio State. Harbaugh. I went back and looked. Harbaugh since becoming head coach in Ann Arbor, twenty fifteen. He's seven and eleven versus MSU, Penn State, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. Most of that is the awful zero and five record against Ohio State. I get it, but still seven and eleven against everybody else, mm-hmm. they do much better. And the Hoosiers but haven't Indiana, beat Michigan since eighty seven. But all right, but Indiana, okay, is not the Indiana that I grew up watching or even from three years ago. Fair enough. Penix looks really good. The right. And they're yeah. getting thirteen, right? They're getting three. They're getting three. Oh, three. Excuse me. I got a line through this thing. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. They're getting three. Now let me ask. I you feel like that. I feel like if Michigan didn't lose last week, this is not just a three-point spread. You well, know, let me maybe ask you, if Michigan even did lose last week, should they still be favored by more than three? But Indiana runs the football. They got a decent they coach. Got a good quarterback. Right he now. didn't panic in the big game against Penn State. That's true. They were supposed to lose to Penn State, weren't they? They were, and they and you they, and I were you know, victims they, they, of that game. Penn State's killed us. They, pro- I, gotta, I know Penn I State has killed everybody. us. And they, and Mike, of all the teams, Mike, that was the they. they sh- listen, Penn State should have won that game. If the kid doesn't go won. in the if the kid doesn't go in the end zone, they win. I'm looking at the spread. I'm not taking the game immediately today. Though my first impression before I graded it, and it grades a little bit more. For uh, for the opponent than it does for for uh, Indiana, but I'm going to tell you something right now. I looked at this game, and Michigan to me should walk away with this game by ten, and that's what scares me, man. Yeah, mate. Okay, because yeah. Jim Harbaugh's been a disappointment to me. It is. I love Jim. Uh, by and Jim. large, I mean I think you're right. When you can't He's been when, a disappointment. When man. you go in five there against Ohio State, it's almost like everything else you do doesn't really matter, Mike. John you know? Cooper. Has been probably has one of the greatest coaching resumes you could have, and he has to walk in shame. Yeah, that's true. He walks in shame. He goes on campus; they don't even want to see him. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that's how important that rivalry. Oh, that's a big, that's a big important rivalry. I knew a guy that went to Michigan. He goes, "We can go ten and zero, and if we lose to Ohio State, I don't give a rant." You know what? How about our guy, uh, Coach Fitz, and the Cats off to a two and zero start? Now, this is not a game I'll tussle with, but I'll just no. tell everybody the, the line is perfect. It's Nebraska and Northwestern in Evanston. Northwestern's laying about three, three and a half. I mean, a couple of years ago, imagine Northwestern laying points against Nebraska. But that's where we are now. But I'm just going to tell everybody that line's perfect. These yeah. games, since Nebraska joined the conference, they're always close, Mike. Six of the nine, going back to 2011, have been decided by three points or less. Now it's the most common outcome in football. I get it. But these games are always yeah. close, and it was a field goal game in Nebraska last year. Not going to do anything worth it, but this has 16-14 written all over totally, Northwestern. Totally does. Yeah. 16-14, 21-20. Fitz is usual, triumphant. You know, we believe in Fitz. You know what love I mean? Love Coach Fitz. Yeah, Going to go in and you make, make a, a appearance one day on the beach over there by the <laughs> practice facility <laughs> watching catch some passes. <laughs> you know, uh, but I'll tell you what, Fitz has done a tremendous job. He prepares his team well. One of the best coaches, I think, in college football. I mean, I remember, this is how, how far back. I remember when he got hired. I was on at the other place, mm-hmm. right? I said, he's too young. Mm-hmm. I go, what are they doing? What's wrong with them, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's the dean. Now he, he's going to be, he's like going to be like Joe Pot 20 years down the line. You know, you he's know? really he's really done a good job of making them relevant. Oh, so. he's been, I, un- I mean, he's been, know, un- just... I Jimmy Phillips and those guys, you got to give him credit. I know. The, the facilities have been upgraded. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, I worked uh, at at Ryan Field back when it was Dyke Stadium. Wow. Me, I had a hot dog stand uh, there, uh, and, and up in the in the second level, I worked the hot dog stand with four or five other people. I mean, it was archaic. Hmm. And now the facilities are unbelievable. Wow. Oh yeah, I worked there when Rex Kern was quarterback oh at God. Ohio yeah, State. Going way back. Yeah, he ended up playing safety. Listen to this for the Baltimore Colts, not the oh Indianapolis Colts. Oh my God, Colts. that's all that was. That's I'm just saying. Oh well, yeah, I got the I got I took the L. It was still hand cranked. Hey, that's w- it. One more, uh, one more college game. Uh, I want to ask you about because uh, it's always a big one. I don't have too much of a feel one way or another on this one. It's hoodies, uh, dogs to Georgia and uh, Florida in the world's largest cocktail party, which will be different this year without as many fans, obviously. Uh, Georgia's won three in a row in the rivalry. They're laying three and a half. That Gators offense has been great, though, Mike. 12th nationally, averaging about 42 a game. Uh, the closest thing Georgia's going to face to that BAM offense, and we know what happened in the second half of that game. Can Florida get it done this year against Georgia? We'll see. I got a pick. Ooh, I love it. I'm That's drawing. a good tease. I'm not doing this too. That's, That's a good tease. You know what? Like, Carm, when you get in trouble, with the two teams. Because if you're cold, it's all in two. If it's you're true. hot, okay, two and all. But the, I got to pick more than two teams now. All right. Because you know what? We're starting to make our connection. All I got to tell you is, what time is that Georgia-Florida game? That's at my prime time. That's your prime time. baby. That's right. If that was 11, I'd be scared to death. Uh, you wouldn't touch it if that was I 11. I wouldn't touch it with a 10 All right, our ball. best plays are coming up in a little bit. And Jim Miller. Jimmy! He's got Breeders' Cup horses oh, for yeah. tomorrow. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. It's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North, and it's that time in the show where we talk to uh, one of our favorites. He's an expert handicapper over at Hawthorne Racecourse. He is at Hawthorne Gym on Twitter. Hit him up. He'll hit you back. It is the one and only Jim Miller. Jimmy! Jimmy, how are you, buddy? Well, it's November. It's 70 degrees. We're racing on the turf. So I'd say this is a beautiful weekend for racing. And it's Breeders' Cup weekend. And for people like oh you, gosh. this is uh, the sort of the Super Bowl, right? And it's a great yep. money-making opportunity for all of us because they're just great races, great stakes, great odds. Well, and here's the thing about it, too, that's really cool with the Breeders' Cup is the fact that you have a lot of stakes winners that are horses that are going to be 10, 15, 20, 30 to 1 for the odds. And that's because you have just stakes winners left and right. So for the Breeders' Cup, it's just one of those things where you can look, you can find value, you try to find horses that like the racetrack because they're at Keeneland this year. So a lot of horses coming from coast to coast, but really there is value left and right. And it looks like the weather's going to be okay. Fast on the main track for Friday's races and good on the turf. So they should be in good shape for Saturday's races too. How do these horses travel now? We saw Seabiscuit. He's in a, he had his own caboose. He had a dining car. <laughs> he, had a dining you know, car. He, lay, he was a horse that actually slept laying down 
probably had a nice big uh, king size. How how these horses travel like royalty? These top horses don't. They? Oh, luxury airliner now, Mike, and that, wow. it is. It's basically what it is. Is you have these horses, you have airlines that handle things just for the transportation of horses, and what they do is they'll maybe they may give them a little bit of a tranquilizer to calm them down a little. But these horses walk in basically to something that is just like the stall they have at the racetrack. So they're in complete comfort the entire time. They have a handler with them the whole way there. And it is. It's one of these things where it's very easy on the horses. They walk right off the airplane, right onto the horse trailer and head to the racetrack. But really, it, it is high class. It, it's something that it's not cheap. But when you have horses of this caliber, it really doesn't matter either. Well, when I've, I tell people all the time, if you ever drive through Kentucky, and uh, you know, I go down there more for the bourbon than the horses, but I mean, it, the, the, when you drive through horse country, especially around Lexington, the barns are so beautiful and opulent and, and just meticulously manicured. I mean, these horses that are worth so much that come from that part of the country, Jimmy, I mean, they really do live in the lap of luxury, don't they? And they really do. And the paddocks they have are massive. Oh. Everything is perfect. I mean, they talk about the Kentucky bluegrass, but it's for a reason. You want these horses out there. If they're grazing on some grass and they're a $100,000 or $1 million horse, you want them grazing on some really good grass, don't you? So. Yeah. That's kind of the setup that they have. But you're right. Lexington is beautiful. And and that is a country where it's two things, horse racing and bourbon. And that's what it is for the United States and Lexington. But, uh, Carm, you're on the two right things there for that area. (laughs) All right. So what do we like? We want to start with the Breeders' Cup Classic tomorrow. I mean, that's got you got all the big horses in this one, right, Jimmy? Sure. We'll start with the Classic and then work backwards. The Classic goes as race number 12 tomorrow. And here's the thing, guys. We've talked about all the Triple Crown races leading up to it. So you had all the top three-year-old horses that were racing later in the year. And they were kind of battling back and forth, ding-donging each other. And then you actually had a Philly defeat the boys in the Preakness, which really threw everything for a loop. And a lot of money, guys, is going to go to all these three-year-old horses that are in the Breeders' Cup Classic. I think a lot of them are going to bounce. So I think you actually look to an older horse, a horse that's a little bit more seasoned, a horse that's been ready to go. So I'm going to play this horse across the board. It's the four horse in the Classic. Horse is named Tom's Detat. This is a horse that just, it's a seven-year-old, stalks the pace. The pace will be really fast. Distance isn't going to be an issue. Big field isn't going to be an issue. But I'm going to take experience in the classic guys over the three-year-olds. And I think the three-year-olds will take a lot of money. This horse is six to one in the morning line. I think you get every bit of that six to one. Nice. I know Harry liked that horse too. Harry Tyner, which is on with me and York earlier today. That's the horse he likes in that race tomorrow. So that's a good sign. What else for tomorrow, Jimmy? All right, so there's two other races you want to look to. And, again, we're going to work backwards here. Race number 10, this is the Breeders' Cup Distaff. We talked about the horse, the filly that beat the boys. That was Swiss Skydiver. She's in this race. She's the number five horse. Just bet her to win. She's a horse that should get a good stalking trip. And here's the thing about her. She's raced at Keeneland before. She finished second in the bluegrass against the boys earlier in the year. So she knows the racetrack, should get a perfect trip, and she should be very tough. And then, guys, Here's your long shot bomber special. If this horse runs in the money, you're going to make a lot of money. The horse will be 50 to 1. Mm. It's race number six, the three horse, Silver Dust. Bet this horse across the board in the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. This is a horse that's run twice at Keeneland, finished second twice at Keeneland. The pace is going to be insane in this race. They're going to go very fast up front, could fall apart. Silver Dust could be picking off horses late. Even if this horse runs third, it's going to pay over 10 bucks to show. So oh, bet that horse across let's the board. Do it. All right. So in the classic, the 12th uh, race tomorrow. We want the four horse across the board. The tenth race, the number five, Mike, and I love that horse, Swiss Skydiver. I love them. It's like family. That's right. We got to bet that horse <laughs> to win. Can you get tickets? I got to see it. Bet, hor- bet that horse to win. And then the sixth race, this is the bomber opportunity, everybody. The sixth race tomorrow at Keeneland, 
the three horse across the board. All right, Jimmy. Happy wagering. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Good luck. See you, buddy. There he is, Jim Miller at Hawthorne Gym. Yeah, this is the weekend that uh, the horsemen get really, really excited about, Mike. So uh, hopefully we make some cash. Imagine if Secretariat was around. He'd be telling these horses. I mean... We used to have to take overnight flights. We had to fly commercial. You guys get your own jets. You guys live in the lap of luxury. I mean, they really do. They don't know how good they got it. They know how to treat these horses. Oh, yeah. They? Uh, we're about to give you our best plays rolling into the weekend. I want to mention one thing real quick here uh, about the Steelers, who are a very impressive 7-0 and to start the season. If it weren't for the Dallas Cowboys having to play a fourth quarterback, and who the heck knows uh, which oh. one it's even going to be, uh, you know, this game's obviously not a 14-point spread. I just no. want to make everybody aware of this, though, that the Steelers are playing their third consecutive road game. Historically, that's a tough thing to do in the NFL. Since 2000, uh, in the regular season, teams playing their third straight on the road have just about a 427 winning percentage. They're 32 and 43 straight up. Now the Steelers are going to win the game because the Dallas Cowboys well, them 14, are just right? that bad, but they're giving them 14. Mike, we had our stats and research department go back all the way to the year 2000. They couldn't find one instance of an NFL team playing a third consecutive road game where they were laying double digit points. That's how bad the Cowboys are. Yeah. That's how bad the quarterback situation is for the Cowboys right now. The last time they found such a game, our buddy Jake and Pittsburgh and research found was 1987 with the San Francisco 49ers. So That's what's Jacob going to do? Well, I, I, savings on, on, I don't. On <laughs> I mean, come on, Jacob's doing the talking, but you know what? It's one thing with the stats, but man, you talked about fourth string quarterback, fourth string quarterback, and while Big Ben's on the other side, I know. And, and when was the last time? I mean, seriously, the Dallas Cowboys gave anybody at Dallas fourteen points. I mean, that they had to get 14 points. That's a good question. I should have looked that up. Tell Jacob to look that one. I didn't even think about that. I should have just looked for that because that's a good point. Was it 1960 when Eddie LeBaron was quarterback in them and it was their first year? Mike, it's a good question, man. Two touchdowns in Dallas. Jerry Jones, you know what? I'll give you one. Dak Prescott's making uh, the same noise that Trevor Lawrence is making by not playing. Well, yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? Yep. <laughs> All right, Mike, it's time for best plays. What do we like this weekend, buddy? Well, okay, uh, yeah, I got a couple of them, but why don't you want to start? First? I'll start, yeah. yeah okay. uh, you know, I'm going to start here. I'm going to take uh, the Colts at home getting points. Now, I got to admit to everybody, I got this win the line. I got the better of the line here. I've got it at three, and, it, you know, it's down to about two. It might even go to one and a half because the money's come in on Indy here. But I like the Colts. I mean, the Ravens had a costly loss. So what do you want? You got the Colts. You They're favored in the, this the, game? The Colts are an underdog. Are the underdogs? Colts are an underdog. Take the three. Okay, I, I'm, cool. Yeah, I've got it at three. The lines come down. That's all I was saying because all I think gotta, the, what Carmen's saying is you got to be careful, folks. Right? Because yeah, you know it, we may got down to two or one, and they may what you know. The, the best of the line is gone. I will say that, but I, I like them anywhere from about two and a half to three. I like the Colts. The Ravens lost Ronnie Stanley for the year. He's probably the best, uh, left tackle in football. Marlon Humphrey won't play this weekend. One of their best defensive players because of COVID. And uh, it is not easy to play after the Steelers. Mike has made this point before on the show. You play the Steelers, you normally get beat up. Teams this year are 1-5 straight up following the Steelers. I think Baltimore's nine-game road winning streak comes to an end. I like the Colts this weekend. Beautiful. I like. Uh, I gave everybody Miami today uh, against Arizona. I mean, that's going to be a tough ball game. Uh, they're going to Arizona. I gave that on Carmen and Yurko. I like Buffalo. 
uh, getting to three, Carm. I just think that uh, they – it's a trap game to me. You know what I mean, folks? You think you're going to – yeah, it's too easy. You know, you take the other way. I like the Buffalo Bills plus the three points. All right, I got a college game tonight. This game's coming up in about 45 minutes or so. There's a BYU-Boise State game tonight. Both teams are undefeated. The Cougars are 7-0. and But this will be their biggest test of the year. But I'm just playing a total here. I'm going to go with the first half over. All right, now it's big. It's 31. But six of BYU's seven games so far have hit. Uh, in the fir- the over is hit in the first half. They're averaging about 28.5 points a game on their own in the first half. Boise State put up twenty points, uh, 28 points excuse me, in the first half of each of its first uh, two games. So I'm going to play the over in that game at Boise State tonight, the first half over. Beautiful. Listen to you with those. I love those things. By the way, Buffalo playing Seattle. I like them to win uh, the game outright, folks, when you, <clears throat> when you look at it. I'm going to pick an 11 o'clock game. Oh, I got to be out of my mind. Oh, Mike. I don't care. I mean, you know what? I mean, I'm starting to climb up the charts a little bit. I'm, you are. Yeah. I'm. I'm you know, we're, we're, you know what? We're, we're doing a lot better. I'm, I, I'm feeling like Fabian. I got a hit in me. You know what I mean? Yeah. USC minus the 11. Right. I'm sorry. The road team is going to be the team that's going to suffer in this one. And like Carmen said, it's a 9 o'clock game. 9 o'clock uh, game, so USC minus 11. All right, Carmen? there it is. That's it. I'm done. I'm going to take Oh, you're two. done. I'm, I got two more. The only other game I like, I will tell you this, this is a uh, – I'll go ahead and give it out. I mean, it was more of like a heavy lean, but I'm going to go ahead and I'll, I'll ride with it. I And I told Mike this earlier. I'm going to take – I'm going to just play the trend here and continue to take Teddy Bridgewater when he's getting points, especially when he's getting double-digit points. The kid is 16-2 and two on the road in the NFL against the number when he takes points. So I really like the Panthers this weekend, especially with McCaffrey coming back, Mike. All right, and I'm going to take Georgia All right. minus the three against Florida, and I'm also going to take – and, folks, I'm, I'm serious. Notre Dame getting to five and a half against like Clemson. It. All right. I like it. I think they're going to cover two. Mike, great stuff as always. You Everybody too, enjoy yeah. the beautiful weekend. I mean, this weather is fantastic. Enjoy the football. Mike and I will see you next week. We're going to have the Masters uh, going on. It's incredible. Great job by Randy Merkin and Sean Davis as oh, always. Yeah. If you missed anything, Encore Replay tomorrow at 8, and the podcast will be up on the ESPN Chicago app. Mike, you have a great weekend, buddy. We'll see you next week. You too, Carmen. So long, everybody. So long. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000.